there's a lot to get to. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of shit happening. Yeah. Yeah, we got, we're going to talk about what we got to talk about. People don't want to listen to It's the best off. time in sports right now. It fall. is. It's the best. Turn it off. Uh, all right. Are we good, Ben? Welcome back to episode 31 of the Second Unit Podcast. My name is Zach Parsons. As always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Jake Devon and Alex Saban, with producer Ben on the ones and twos. Uh, we have a packed show for you today. We are going to recap NFL Week 5. Saban owes us all an, all an apology, I would say, so we'll get to that later. Uh, okay. Um, I promise we're going to talk about the Damian Lillard trade this time. Uh, so I won't miss that. We, we just some, teased it last episode. We just te- it's just a teaser. Well, we'll think about it. We'll see how things go. <laughs> right. Uh, we have some college football, the Miami meltdown we need to talk about. I'm sure Alex has some thoughts about that. Uh, MLB playoff update. NHL starts today. We have a, it was a good episode of Bachelor in Paradise, I thought. So we're going to talk about that. Little NBA? Uh, little NBA. And... Uh, maybe do we have, are you smarter than a first grader today? Oh, I've got some fuck. Um, <laughs> and we have a couple questions at the end and maybe some would you rathers if we, if we have time. So, uh, but I say we start with the NFL as always, we'll do our shit shows of the week and unsung heroes. Uh, Alex start, starts off with the shit show. I had about three people that I could not decide between. So it was really hard and that's kind of fun. But my shit show is going to be one Jordan Love because it feels so good to watch a Packers quarterback be terrible because our whole lives it's been Brett Favre being Brett Favre and then immediately going into Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers for the last 15 years. They've had 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacks, two Super Bowls to show for it. Sad. Not great. But it's really great to watch a Packers quarterback on a Monday night football game yep. throw for less than 200 yards because he screwed me on a bet because of that, and then no touchdowns and three interceptions. I had the Packers plus one and a half, and I was distraught with the last the last interception he had in particular. Where he, I, it was, I'm more mad at Christian Watson for not making a better effort to try to break the pass up in the end zone. I thought that was, uh, you know, bad football on him. He had a bad game, Christian Watson. Um, but yeah, it's bad. And the second interception I think he had where he threw it right to the linebacker, just stared him down, looked right at him. The linebacker was open in his defense. He was wide open. So, uh, yeah, the Packers just, the defense looks pretty good. Um, but yeah, the, the offense just isn't there and they're missing Aaron Jones and they don't really have Christian Watson. I don't think is a number one wide receiver the way they wanted him to be. Nope. And you know, Romeo Dobbs is just whatever. So the the offensive weapons for Jordan Love is not good. Yep. But just nice to watch the Packers quarterback suck. They stink. They stink. Shit show. Shit show. Jake, give us a shit show. My shit show is JC Jackson. Oh, um, good choice. Yeah, it's from the, well, was with the Los Angeles Chargers. Just recently traded back to New England where he came from. In 2022, March 16th, he signed a five-year, $82.5 million Contract. It was part of that um, defensive overhaul the Chargers did, mm-hmm. and the defense didn't pan out for that year. They, they brought started, in Cleo Mack that yeah, year. They struggled at the beginning of this year again. And J.C. Jackson, there was like rumors he just decided he wasn't going to go back into the game, mm-hmm. but like the game before they traded him. He got benched for uh, Michael Davis, who's an undrafted guy out of BYU. That's tough when you sign an $82.5 million contract. Yeah. So, J.C. Jackson is my shit show of the week. Yeah. And the story about him allegedly, like, 
untying his cleats, refusing to go in when somebody got injured. That was last week, correct? I believe so. Because yes. the week before that was the Vikings game where he was just a healthy scratch. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. So it's been real messy. Yeah, he's been, I mean, just incredibly bad. You know he's going to be an all-pro again with the Patriots. Oh, like, oh that's sure. just how that's going to work. Right. And yeah. it works out perfectly for them because Christian Gonzalez yeah. is out for Dude, that dude is a stud. That sucks that they lost. We had a lot of injuries this week. I think Christian yeah. Gonzalez was last week. But we had a lot of injuries week five. It was it was a brutal, brutal week for injuries, which we will get to later. Um, good shit show. Great shit show. My shit show of the week, and this is... This is someone that isn't terrible, but I have just kind of given up on as a top-tier quarterback, or the potential to be a top-tier quarterback, Dak Prescott. That was oh, my plan B. I thought you were going to say Mac Jones. No. That was my plan C. Yeah. Well, Mac, Mac C, Jones is case. also on my list, but <laughs> Mac Jones has been on my list for the last three weeks. I was so. fighting between the three of them of which one was going to be my top guy, so I'm glad they all got mentioned. Dak here. Prescott, before his injury... Um, I thought was going to be a top five quarterback in the league. He was, he ran a lot more ever since his ankle injury. He just doesn't run anymore. So he kind of lost that aspect of his game and he just hasn't improved on anything and he turns the ball over too much. And it's, he's, he's just not the guy for Dallas. Like he's, it's just not going to work out he, for Dallas. He looks like the fourth round pick that yes. he got drafted as. Yeah. And he's like the, what he's a, one of the 10 highest paid quarterbacks in the league. I know there's been a lot of quarterbacks that have gotten money here in the last like two Daniel years. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He got hurt. He has a neck injury and, and had to leave the game. But uh, yeah, Dak Prescott is my shit show of the week. They, the 49ers just trounced the Cowboys. <laughs> In all fairness, the 49ers are probably the best team I've seen in the last 10 years. Yeah, true, for sure. But this Dallas Cowboys defense we thought was going to be so good, Mm -hmm. and they've just been diced up by... Well, Micah Parsons said that the Niners aren't in like a tier above the Cowboys at all. Yeah, no, they're pretty much on the same level. Sure. 42 to 10. Don't talk shit about my boy Micah. Cousin Micah, okay, but uh, yeah, they're I not. love Micah Parsons, but that was one of the most delusional things yeah, I've heard in quite big some time. time. Stay tuned for when I talk about the Vikings, and then I will supplant Micah Parsons <laughs> as it. the most delusional person in football right now. Got it, got it. So yeah, Dak Dak Prescott is is not it. He ain't it, Chief. Nope. So give us a uh, let's shows. let's let's talk uh, some positivity here. Okay. So unsung hero, and mine's a little fun. It ties right into my shit show of the week. It's the opposite side of it. Robert Spillane, the linebacker for <laughs> yeah. the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. The guy he that had, caught the wide open yep. interception. He had nine tackles, two interceptions, and only one career interception mm-hmm. going into it in like 50-something games. So two in one night's a really big day for him. And in a four-point ball game, that's a huge difference maker. So he, without him, they probably don't win that game. I think he was a pretty like low. Um, he wasn't very highly touted free agent signing for them, and he came in like kind of late, and still is a team captain for them, which is pretty crazy. Great dude. Yeah. So I like that. That's a great. That's a great. Needs his shine. He deserves it. Yep. Jake, what's yours? Give okay. us your Colt. Yeah, every time the Colts win, I'm going to give you a Colt. This season was supposed to be garbage. The Indianapolis Colts are 3-2. and two. Um, The easy answer would be Zach Moss. I'm not going to double dip, even though Zach Moss did I have... I was so scared we were going to I thought we were going to get a repeat. I mean, 
23 carries for 165 yards is absolutely insane. For sure. It, it was so fun to be in the building, watch Zach Moss play. Um, but the answer is Josh Downs. Yeah. Six catches, 97 yards. Most of those catches were third down conversions that gave us first downs in huge spots of the game. He looks like the second coming of T.Y. Hilton out there. He plays like T.Y. Hilton in the, in the slot. He's so fast. And he even... That, I don't know if you guys saw that 40-yard contested catch that AR mm-hmm. threw, and he went up and got it with two guys right there. He, he is so small. I don't know how he does that in coverage. Josh Downs is going to be really good in this league. He's going to be the perfect um, like Julian Edelman type, where if you need a third and six, he'll get you seven yards and keep the chains moving yep. for the next 10 years of his career. I think he's really good, too. Yep. That's, a, that's a good one. Uh, my unsung hero is a guy that Thanks, Siri. <laughs> um, is a guy that his team had a very, very likely letdown spot this week playing against the Carolina Panthers. Amon Rob was out. Jameer Gibbs was out. But Josh Reynolds stepped up, had four catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown. He's had a really good year this year. But the fact that they were missing so many weapons and – it, it's an easy game when Carolina comes into your building to like kind of sleepwalk that a little bit. And I think that's why the Lions are like a legit team, like a legit contender now, because the great teams beat the fuck out of the bad teams, even when like they don't necessarily need to. And the Lions did that. So I'm very impressed with what they're doing. But Josh Reynolds is my is my uh, unsung hero. Love that guy. I don't I got I got to say, I'm not trying to be mean here. NFC North guys, are we all in on the Lions now? I think you both did not pick the Lions. Yeah. Pre- oh no, the Lions are going to win the division. The Lions are good. Dude. Yeah, they're, they're good. awesome. It's cool to watch. I love yeah. the Lions. Jared Goff has been incredible, like for the second straight year. So yeah, it's his ascension is awesome to watch because he was left out, like left for dead from the. He was the throw in, you know, for the in the Rams trade. And he's turned into like a top, a legit top ten NFL quarterback, which is awesome. Uh, let's talk about our favorite teams. Let's start with the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, like I kind of said it before, the, this Colts team was not projected to go anywhere. We're three and two. I kind of want, I want to, I'll talk about the Colts a little bit. I kind of want to hear what you guys say as well from an unbiased observer. I, I've Gardner Minshew is just the most fun person to have oh, yeah. on your team. When you have a person like Richardson, who unfortunately just gets hurt a lot, um, glass bones. I think Richardson's going to learn a lot from all this. He's going to be out for. Uh, he's probably going to be held out for five weeks because then we have a bye week. Yeah. After the international game, it's probably game. best for him to. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, and I legit, I still don't think this Colts team gets that much worse with Minshew in. Like, I think we can still win two or three of these next five games. Oh, big time. I, I would argue that the team's He's probably better. better. Yeah. Right? Where, like, right obviously now, it makes more sense to play Anthony Richardson because you want the franchise mm-hmm. guy to get the experience and play. But if you're trying to win as many games as you can this season, I would I say that Gardner Minshew is probably the better option at quarterback. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I will say, against the Ravens, he had some tough, tough possessions where, yeah. I mean... Uh, who's the safety from Notre Dame, Hamilton? Yeah. Is that his name? For the Ravens, who sacked him three times in, on the same exact blitz. Mm-hmm. That was tough to watch. He stepped out of the back of the end zone for a safety in that game. And we still won yeah. somehow. It, it's amazing to watch him play. Um, and his completion percentage is so high. Mm-hmm. Like he just All he does is make the smart 
throw. Mm-hmm. And it's not always checkdowns. A lot of it is checkdowns. He he's good. I think yeah. he deserves to be a starter somewhere. Yeah. Well, those those plays you were talking about where he he continually takes the same sacks and stuff like that is why he's not a starter in the NFL. Right. You know, unfortunately. But if you need him to play six games in a year for you, there's probably not a backup better than Gardner Minshew to play six games for you. Yep. I uh, agree. And this it, line, I have to give credit to this offensive line. It's We looked so bad last year. And that part of that is Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is awful. He's the worst quarterback I've ever seen play football. Uh, he just couldn't stop turning the ball over. Every time he got hit, he fumbled. And this line is not really on the show anymore. So no, check him off the guest list. Yeah, Matt Ryan trash. And they tried to throw the team under the bus like it wasn't. It was the team's fault. <laughs> Man, Matt Ryan was so bad. I would take fifteen years of Carson Wentz over half a season of Matt Ryan ever again. Damn. Man, what is J.K. Moore? Philadelphia or Matt Ryan? Oh. Put him in an Eagles uniform. Let's find out. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> um. So on a scale of one to ten, how worried are you that Anthony Richardson has not finished three of his five starts this season, or three I, of the five games this season? Right, I'm very worried. Yeah. I, the, what people do have to realize though is when he got drafted in April, he could not drink. He was 20 years old. He right. turned 21 in May. Mm-hmm. This kid has an incredibly bright future, mm-hmm. and it's not even. I want him to have the athletic running ability, but man, watching him even throw the ball, I haven't seen arm talent like this since Andrew Luck. Mm -hmm. He has amazing arm talent, and when he unleashes, that ball is going 100 miles an hour. Now, not always to the receiver. Not always. (laughs) And it's not always good. Like, he needs to learn how to throw the check down. But like I said on that 40 yard pass to Josh Downs, it was just a dot. It was so perfect. And man, I don't. Everyone knew this was going to be a tough season for Anthony Richardson. Everyone knew that coming oh, yeah. in. Like, and he's looked way better than I even thought he was going to look. So but I'm, with, I'm really excited for him. But with the injuries. Right. I mean, 10. I, I think I relate to like Panthers fans in the early 2010s when Cam Newton was doing Cam Newton things. Like you, there's always, it's always going to be in the back of your head, mm-hmm. but you just have to go out there and play football. And like I said, I think he's going to learn from this. I think that the Titans thing is more unavoidable unavoidable yeah he got like hit from a defensive lineman off the side who and then twisted him onto his right, right shoulder like that's just kind of that's not as dumb as the texans play where right. he led up and then got smoked by the safety and got a concussion yeah that he'll learn from this one's kind of more of a freak injury yeah. in my opinion i would agree with that uh okay i watched that entire colts game it was on one of the four screens the colts are probably gonna be on one of my four screens for the rest of the year because they are just a fun team to watch we're just fun yeah i do enjoy watching we're finally fun like with the jacoby years and the matt ryan carson Wentz. like i loved some of those guys especially jacoby but like we just weren't fun at all well because frank reich is a bad i think yes and that's what i've come around to shane steichen is so good like he deserves to be in the coach of the year candidate like he won't win Mm -hmm. and i don't think he deserves to win with some of these other coaches like sirianni and mcdaniel Mm -hmm. like though in the uh, shanahan those guys are one of those three is going to win this, I think, mm-hmm. but he deserves some votes. Oh yeah, opinion. definitely. He's, he's been very impressive and he's kind of brought that Philadelphia offense to Indianapolis. And, and I will even say Gannon deserves a little bit of praise here too. Everyone Gannon deserves a lot of praise. Yeah. Like that team was supposed to be really bad. The Arizona Cardinals were talking about, and he has them frisky as hell too. He's still a fucking weirdo. He's a weirdo. <laughs> At least Shane Steichen is cool yeah. and good. Yeah. At least Gannon, he's a weirdo, but yeah. he's also showing he can coach in this league as well. Yeah. I'm excited excited to see what the Cardinals do next year when they don't have as much as I love the Josh Dobbs story. Right. We kind of saw this week against the Bengals. Like 
the old Josh Dobbs, and it was just like, you know, the lightning. <laughs> there's, lightning. A, there's a reason he was available yeah. like a week before the season started right. for your team. You know, he caught lightning in the bottle there for the first few weeks, and then last week we were like, oh, there you go. That's the Josh Dobbs I remember watching. Wasn't but, he on the Browns? Yep. I kind of think the Browns kind of wish they had Josh Dobbs at this point. You see, yeah. have you seen some of the stories with Deshaun Watson? Just kind of like the he was stuff. Or? Well, that <laughs> yeah, he was. He's like been medically cleared, and he's just kind of not practicing. Yeah, that still. was kind of weird. It yeah. seems like there's smoke in Cleveland of yeah. like unhappiness and weird stuff going on. I don't know how Deshaun Watson can be unhappy with the right. contract he got and the fact that the Browns took the chance on him and traded all those picks for him, like. He has everything you would ever want if, like, if you're Deshaun Watson. Right. 100%. Especially with all the fucked up shit he's done. Not many teams would, you know, take a chance on him and, like, give up that kind of draft capital. So, I think Deshaun Watson needs to stop being a wussy. Guess you just don't understand how shitty Cleveland is. I hear it's worse than Philadelphia. (laughs) (laughs) I, I've been to Cleveland once. Twice. Not a great city. Uh, so I kind of get that, but he needs to shut the fuck up because he's the high, like has the most guaranteed money of any quarterback in the NFL. So you think he'd be grateful. You would think, <laughs> you would think. You would think you'd be grateful. Uh, any other Colts takes we need to get off our chest here before we move on to the Minnesota Vikings? Jonathan Taylor played. Jonathan Taylor played. Not much. Not Jonathan much. Taylor got an extension. He, oh yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Craziness. Three right? years, 42 million, 26 guaranteed. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, it's Brittany bitch. I is back. And I am back. So I love it. And here's why I love it. I am in the camp of do not pay your running back. But I'm in the camp of if you have a rookie quarterback, you can kind of throw money places where you normally wouldn't be able to because the rookie quarterback contracts are so much lower than right. a second contract for any quarterback. Right. Like even Garoppolo's contract is 22 a year. Yeah. So this is the perfect time to pay him. It runs the length of Anthony Richardson's rookie deal. Then, and it also runs until he's 28. Mm-hmm. Then you figure it out again. He's happy now. He'll be here. Um, he's saying all the right things. He said all the right things. Um, the reception was kind of funny being in the stadium. Yeah. Because there were, I would say it was 75-25. There were some people that were definitely, when he came out of the tunnel, that booed him a little bit. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he rips off a 75-yard run, I'll be forgotten. Yeah. So, And he still looked explosive. They really limited his plays. They had a screen pass that I thought was going to go for a touchdown. I don't know if I you saw, saw that. that. Yeah. Um, and he looks good. I'm glad to have him back. What? Uh, obviously, he was on a snap count. Yeah, uh, last week. How long is that snap count going to last? You think? Uh, I would say, well, we're going to have to lean heavily on the run game now with yeah. Gardner Minshew being in there. I think Gardner Minshew is competent, but it's going to be a run-heavy Colts offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one more game, he has some limited snap count, and then it's two games from now. The good news is we can go true fifty-fifty because Zach Moss is legit true. running back. True. Are you starting to get a little concerned with Alec Pierce's play? Um, I'm still really high on Alec Pierce. I think. I think Steichen didn't Steichen say something about Alec Pierce like last week or something where he's like he needs to play better or maybe the he does. coordinator said that or something like I he does that. need to play better he has all the talent in the world he's I think huge I think watch Gardner Gardner spreads out the targets a little bit more than Anthony Anthony has his go-to guys and since he's so new he looks for those reads immediately and mm-hmm. goes to those guys so and right now Pierce isn't in that mm-hmm. Minshew I think was going to get Pierce a little more involved I I'm still going to give, no matter how this season goes for Alec Pierce, he's still going to get a pass in my book year two. Now, year three and year four, if this is still a production level, then then we're in trouble. Okay, that's fair. Um, one other 
Actually, I'll talk about that later. Uh, let's move on to the Vikings and Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson went on IR today. He's out for a minimum of four games. He's dead. Um, the Vikings lost another one-score game to the Kansas City Chiefs. Didn't did. cover the spread. Um, give us your thoughts, Saban. I'm going to let you cook here. Uh, initial sad. Just really, really sad. That game was a real bummer. You never want to blame anything on the refs, but there was a lot of shit going on towards the end of that game. That picked up that flag on the didn't make a lot of sense to me that they called a pass interference. They picked it up, and on that same play, Legarius Sneed took off his helmet to complain about the pass that interference was call. BS. And the referee told him, "Put your helmet back on." And that's a stupid rule, and it's a stupid cheap way to get a penalty in that situation. But if that's the rule, you have to enforce it. The Panthers lost a game last year because DJ Moore ripped his helmet off. You have to do it. So that was a lot of, uh, but just the same shit. First play of the goddamn game, Josh Oliver fumbled. Like a 20-yard gain because he caught the ball, great stiff arm, downfield, first down, fumble. First play of the game, turned it over. It's the same shit. And for the amount of money TJ Hawkinson is getting, he has way too many balls going through his hands. I agree with that. Where none of them are like, wow, that was the easiest catch ever. But if you're making the money that he's making, he's somebody that should be making the plays. Mm -hmm. And it's the, you touch it, you own it. Yep. If Kirk's putting it literally right on your hands, I don't care if there's a guy right there. You're supposed to be that guy for us Mm -hmm. who's making those big catches, who's getting the first downs, who's moving the sticks. And he's not doing it. So I'm a little frustrated with that guy. Justin Jefferson being dead sucks. The referees were not trying to let us win that game. I'll tell you that much. Mm. But again, I cannot. And earlier today, Zach, you were telling me season is cooked. No, I cannot get behind that because you guys are one and four. Your shit is. We mad are in cooked. a one score game against the Kansas City Chiefs, against the Philadelphia Eagles. Don't count I, the don't count the Eagles game. That was not a that's true a one, one score, score game. game. That was not a true what was one the, score. What game. was the final score of the game? They let you score that last touchdown. They they lost by a touchdown. Also, the Vikings haven't... lost by a touchdown. One score game. We haven't played the Packers or the Bears yet, right? Play the Bears this weekend. Correct. So we're going to find out. Okay. It sucks not having Jets. That's the thing. Okay. Here's the the big thing that I wanted to say of why the season's not cooked. And I want you to be completely honest with this. Three. Okay. Here, here's the remaining schedule. You're one and four in one possession games this season. Okay. That's that's fine. Next week against the Bears, would it be insane for the Vikings to win in Chicago? No. It would not be insane. Think okay. Favorite, so. you week, have, that's, a, that's a season game. Yeah. yeah. Following week, at home against the 49ers, would it be insane to win that game? Yes. Yes. It absolutely would. I am going to be very honest and very fair. That would be banana land, put me in a mental institution, insane if we won that game against 49ers. Okay? So there's one loss. We're doing the read the schedule. Would it are be? We, are we going <laughs> to read, read the schedule? Nope. Is this mostly sports? This is mostly reading sports. Reading schedules. <laughs> I like it. Keep going. Keep I don't going. know keep what going. that means. No, just yeah. keep going. No, keep okay. going. <laughs> would it be insane to win at Green Bay? No. That offense is terrible. Would not be insane. Would it be insane to win at Atlanta the next week? No. Desmond Ritter's trash. Absolutely not. The Falcons would it be insane nice. to win at home against the Saints? No. Wouldn't be insane. They're not that good. The Broncos in Denver the following week. Terrible team. So it would not be insane. So We're almost done. We can, We're almost we done. Stop now. The I Bears again saying. at home, 
and then at the Raiders. None of those would be out of the question to win. It's going to be a little bit harder because Justin Jefferson's out for a while, but that gets us to week 15, and that is one guaranteed loss. This team could be sitting at 8-5 and five in a great spot in that week. Yeah, I, but that's like the most optimistic scenario. scenario. Okay, I'm just saying. It's not As crazy. a fan, you have to think that way, though. Yeah. Any of those games, it would not be insane. It's not, oh, that's an easy win, but none of those are out of the question. I know Except for the Niners game. I know what you're saying, but... I'm confident. I, I Can I will say... Season's I, not cooked. I will say... Shit's cooked. Hand up. I go into every Colts game being like, damn, we're going to lose. I went into this Titans game and be like, we're going to lose. And it's nice to be able to just win them, you know? Yeah. So I, I understand his optimism as a fan because... I I'm telling it. you, the Vikings could win those but games. We, but we got to bring them back down to earth a little yeah. bit. You know? I think if you win... like I think best case scenario, you're like... If you hover around 500 after those games, you'll be that's a good season so yeah. far. Especially after the start. If two plays go differently in every single game so far, this is a 4-1 team. Right. But I, they, like, they but have they shown me so many good things, and it's just the stupid turnovers... And like that they, can't go on forever. Well, it can't go on forever. They've gone on for five weeks now, so I don't know if that's, that's really going to stop. That's fine. Okay. I I am. Your fully team confident. likes to fumble the ball a lot. They Man, do. That's ball the security worst. is not uh, is not a high priority in Minnesota right now, which is tough. It's fine. I'm not giving up on the season. All these Justin Jefferson's going to leave town. Trade Kirk Cousins. Nope. This, this season's not over. The NFC North is not that good. If the Lions have a little slow streak in the middle of the season, we're still fighting for that division. I tell what you if what, we lose next week? What if you lose the next two games and you're one and six? Then it's dead. Do the Vikings trade Kirk Cousins into the Jets? Do you run a beer mile on the spot? Or do you run a beer mile? I was going to no. say, as bad as the Chicago Bears season has been, the fact that me and you are tied right now in wins, it's incredible. I'm, I'm feeling good right now. That's fine. I'm feeling good too. I just told you about what the schedule is coming up. So, yeah. well, the if you want to, if we want to read schedules, the bear schedule is really easy the next few weeks too. So, but we don't need to get into reading schedules. But I love sh- that you guys both are counting on your opposing teams as being that's an easy win. <laughs> the bears I, are looking at the Vikings, being like, we can win that, and the Vikings are looking did, at the bears, like, I oh, we can win that. I, was I didn't easy say win. easy. I well, said, would it whatever. be insane for <laughs> them to win that game? Yeah. And it was no, 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 except for the 49ers because I'm a realist. I understand how football works. And that's that's where we're at. Yeah. Oh, in Chicago this weekend. I tell you what, it's going to be a fun game to watch. That's for sure. Bet the over. Bet the over in that game. Both defenses are trash. The Bears are five and zero in overs this year. The Vikings defense hasn't been that bad. They haven't been great, but not that bad. I wouldn't say they're trash. Flores is a massive improvement. I, and I will say from the just the Kansas City Chiefs side of things, this offense looks so much different than it did the last few years and guess what the only difference is Matt Nagy's in charge of that offense now fascinating how that works Eric Bieniemy goes to Washington and Patrick Mahomes does not look very good these last few weeks that Jets game was really bad that the Vikings game he wasn't like that great in now granted they don't have the weapons and you know that they had in previous years but I thought Patrick Mahomes being by far the best quarterback in the NFL would kind of you know, mask some of those those issues for them, but so far it's not really happening. Are the Chiefs going to go get Miko Harmon? <laughs> Bring him back, probably. Yeah, I, I saw that. Didn't the Jets like healthy scratch him? Yeah, they said they're going to trade him. Basically, yeah. uh, Van Jefferson got traded to the Falcons today. Speaking of trades, I kind of want the Colts to go get that guy. Yeah, I thought I thought that was a good 
uh, low risk, high reward thing oh, for yeah. the Falcons. Cause he had uh, two years ago, he had like 50 catches for 800 yards and six touchdowns. Oh, he was awesome. The Super Bowl. Yeah. Year, but he just hasn't really done anything no. since then. So good for him getting yeah. in a new spot. Yeah. Uh, that's what the Falcons need is another wide receiver. That's what's wrong with them. Um, okay, so let's transition to the Chicago Bears then. Uh, they played last Thursday night. They beat the Washington Commanders 40-20. to Justin Fields had another incredible game. That's two. These are the two best games Justin Fields has ever played as a Chicago Bear in back-to-back weeks. Uh, over a span of five days, he had eight touchdowns and one interception. Um, DJ Moore got into the, turned it, you know, everyone saw DJ Moore, the kind of receiver he can be number one wide receiver. What, what did he show? Ben just ran a simulation of one game between bears, Vikings, 42, mm. 24 bears. That would be awesome. What kind of made up broken thing. Are you on? Oh, Man. it even gives us the play by play. Oh, clicked it again. And the Vikings win by 20. See, this is stupid. Uh, all right. We got it. We got to do it a third time. Oh, oh fuck. okay. Go Vikings. Vikings win by 20 again. Best of five. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, this simulation thing has like every single play too. That's fucking insane. Should we use this for gambling? We should, I think, yeah. Oh, Bears won again. Bears win. It looks so legitimate. <laughs> this is yes. great audio. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. We'll move on. Uh, but DJ Moore is showed everyone that he can be a number one receiver in the NFL. He, the Washington commanders just played one-on-one like man coverage the entire game. And he cooked them the entire game. Uh, Cleo Herbert got hurt. That sucks. Roshan Johnson got a concussion. Travis Homer fucked up his hamstring. So our top three running backs are out right now. So Deontay Foreman is going to probably start for us this week, but it is so nice winning a football game. I tell you what, it's it was 14 straight losses for the Bears, almost a full calendar year since I'd seen the Bears win a game, and I forgot how much joy it was just to win a football game. It was awesome. And that game was so fun to watch. Yeah. Was, I mean, DJ Moore was just killing it. Yeah. He was, uh, what's his name? The rookie corner for the Commanders. They just had him on, him man-to-man, the uh, Forbes? No. Uh, yeah. Emmanuel Forbes? No, not Emmanuel. It starts with the B. Uh, Something Forbes. Yeah. yeah. He was like crying on the sideline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, DJ Moore cooked me. Poor guy. Um, I'm optimistic uh, about the Bears going forward. I Really, I just want to see Justin Fields play well. If Justin Fields plays the way he played these last two weeks, and you guys heard me on this podcast that I was out on Justin Fields. I was Fields. just about to say, can we pull the clips from like two weeks ago? Again, talking about I Justin tell you Fields. what, two weeks ago, he was playing like shit. And maybe he just needed a little shit talk from me to motivate him. So maybe I'll <laughs> take credit for this. Maybe he's a listener. Maybe he should be thanking you. Yeah. Hmm. He's like, wow, my number one supporter is even out on me. I need to get my shit together. So Justin Fields is back. The Bears are back. We're beating the Vikings at home this weekend. Um but that's really all all I had on the Chicago Bears. It was nice to see Cole Komet. Cole Komet over this this stretch has turned into like the tight end we thought he was going to turn into as well. Uh, you know, big uh, red zone threat and all this stuff. So very good to see there. This is Chicago Bears adjacent, but I just didn't know if you guys saw this. But uh, some guy for CBS Sports today was like, Maybe the Dolphins should try to move Chase Claypool to tight end. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. I bet he's super receptive to that. Yeah, I bet he's super. And also, I don't know if this fellow has ever seen Chase Claypool try to try to block before, but he doesn't do a very good job of it. So I don't know if you really want 
a tight end that isn't very physical and, and can't block, you know, playing the position for you. So I thought that was kind of funny. I'm, I'm so glad that guy is out of my life. That guy fucking stinks. Yep. Um, on the field, off the field, off the field, just everything. Just every, in the locker room. Yeah. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is the 49ers and the run they are they're on. They're one of the more, I think you said, the, the best team you've seen in the last 10 years. They're on a run here where it's just like they – I don't know if they're going to lose a football game this year. I can't see it happening. Like, like I understand that at some point something's going to happen where they might have one bad week. Well, they play in Philadelphia this a year. A really yeah. good team, but – if they had less than 14 wins, I would be shocked. Yeah. And I I am of the belief now that Brock Purdy is just a good quarterback. Like, no matter yeah. the oh, you system. You can't, yeah, you can't keep saying, well, right. it's the system. Kyle Shanahan does this. It, he's just good. His, you can't argue it His anymore. footwork in the pocket, he does not get scared of pass rushers. He just takes hits, stays in there, and makes throws. He doesn't turn the ball over. Like, sure, you have the best player at every, like, fucking position on the 49ers. I get that. Yep. But he still has to make the throws to him. And he's taking hits in the pocket to, like, make sure he gets the ball downfield. And everything about his game is just he's a really, really good quarterback. Yep. Through five games, he's got 1,271 yards, nine touchdowns, zero picks, yeah. and has only been sacked eight times. Right. With a 72% completion yeah. percentage. Like, that is a really good quarterback. Yeah. And, like... I, I don't want to hear the excuse from people of like he's in the Shanahan offense and he has McCaffrey and Debo and George Kittle and like all this stuff. Like he's just doing everything right. He doesn't have the strongest arm. I get that. But you don't need the strongest arm when you have a good head on your shoulders and can read a defense, you know? I will say here, I, I love Party Two on the record, just playing a little devil's advocate. It, every single one of these guys, you could either are in the top like three of their position, oh, basically. It's, I agree with you. It's You can make an argument for Kittle, Debo, Trent Williams, uh, Fred Warner, uh, Bosa, McCaffrey. Like. No, like they have a stacked <laughs> roster. Don't give me like, but they did it right where they have this quarterback that's making $12 an hour. So they're like, you know what? We're just going to pay everyone around him, you know? And he could make more money managing the Dairy Queen. Yeah, exactly. So I am very happy for Brock Purdy. And he has a swag about him where he's yep. just like he he's 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 a shit talker a little bit, which I like that he's you know, he's not backing down. So speaking of Fred Warner, I think we need to talk about him as like the like one of the best. He is one of the best defensive players in the league. But when you talk about the best defensive players in the league, Fred Warner Warner is never brought up. Yep. And I think his name needs to be in the conversation more with the Aaron Donalds and the TJ Watts and the Micah Parsons because that Dallas game he had the force fumble uh, that set them up in the red zone and had a beautiful just open field tackle one-on-one -on -one with a wide receiver where it's like no linebacker should be able to tackle this guy in space one-on-one -on -one and he just does it every time he just flies around the football field he is a very fun linebacker to watch which I know watching defense isn't the sexiest thing in the world, but he makes it cool. He, he makes it fucking Fred cool. Fred Warner makes defense cool. He does make defense cool. Everything about the 49ers makes football cool. They just do everything right. Christian McCaffrey has scored in 15 straight games now, some, I think. Some, some like crazy that. number like that. It's like, just bet him to score a touchdown every week. Like, fuck. Speaking of touchdowns, 
saving you want to i don't owe anybody shit <laughs> i i got three out of the first four when right. none of you schmucks were above 500 we have the same so, record oh i'm so sorry that <laughs> i actually tried to put some juice into the parlay because right. oh i could have picked david montgomery christian mccaffrey at minus two whatever I picked a plus two something person to give a little juice. But so you, yeah, you know what? Shame on. Do you realize what a parlay is? We don't need something with like a whole bunch of juice. We need just a win. Okay, I'll keep it nice and boring. All I'll right, pick, great. I'll pick the stupid little running backs who score Perfect. every single week. Every as long time, as we win, who no gives fun. a fuck? We are gonna have no fun. So we're gonna have no, we're gonna have fun cashing tickets. Is what we're gonna have do, fun doing. It was more fun when I picked Pukunakua and he got an overtime winner and it was sick. That was not sick. And you, guys didn't, sick. and you guys didn't have to apologize for shit. Well, because we've never had a three-in-one week up until this point. So you okay, just and whose fault is that? Because it wasn't mine three out of the four weeks. Well, I'm just saying. For the record, we still have the same record. This is right. the most upset I've ever been. <laughs> uh, update of records, Alex and Jake are three and two, and then me and, me and Ben are two and three. So uh, have you guys looked into touchdown guys yet this week? This week, no. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Ben, Ben's going to go with Jalen Hurts. Well, that's unfortunate because I was going to go with Dallas Goddard. But I will pick something different. But we will follow us on socials and we'll uh, we'll tweet it out and put it on Instagram and all that stuff. So uh, is that about it for week five? Oh, one last thing for week five that I want to bring up. You know my love for Justin Herbert. Everyone here knows I, I, I love Justin Herbert. I have a guy that's quickly approaching the same, the same <laughs> level of love of – and that's CJ Stroud. That I I can tell you I'm going to be like irrationally confident in what CJ Stroud is. He just has it. He he hasn't turned the ball yet over yet this year. Uh he he that go ahead touchdown with less than two minutes ago against the Falcons was a beautiful pass. I think it was on third and nine or something like that, and went deep and and hit the guy. He's awesome. And the Atlanta defense is pretty frisky. I, I tell you what, as someone that has unfortunately watched a lot of Falcons football this year because I'm, I, I just do, I guess, for whatever reason, that defense can play. And I know Desmond Ritter isn't great, and I, I'm the first to admit that. I hate Desmond Ritter as a quarterback. I don't hate him as a person, but he's just a bad quarterback. If they have someone that can like kind of move the ball for them, the Falcons are going to be a really good team because – Bijan Robinson might be the best player God, in football. That so cool. Every week there's a the sickest fucking Did you see highlight the, I've seen from the aerial. Yeah. The aerial yeah, of him catching catch it behind, behind his back. And he was juking before he even <laughs> caught it. And it was behind like I he doesn't he's not real. Yeah. He they is. Just, they just have the recipe to win games. It's defense and running the ball. Yeah. They just take care of the, the clock. Mm-hmm. The, it's all time possessions on their side every game, seems like. Yeah. And Algiers really good too. So yeah, you're right. So uh, shout out them. Yeah, and back to C.J. Stroud real quick. I just want to, on the record, calling it early, the Panthers are going to regret that for the next decade. Well, Taking Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud. Everybody keeps saying, well, it's early. We don't know. And C.J. Anthony Stroud Richardson. looks twice of what Bryce Young is already. And Frank Reich is already saying that he kind of regrets it. I don't know if you saw that story come out today, but apparently he said some shit where it was like, Oh, you don't really like Bryce Young. I don't. I don't know what the exact quote was, but like he was, he was not. He was none too pleased in his press conference today. And there's a little drama going on there in Carolina. So Carolina will get better when Frank's not the coach anymore. Yeah, which unfortunately this is the first year for them. So might be. 
Well, still could be next year. Yeah, yeah that's a good know, point. And right now, it does not look like they're guaranteed to win a game. Uh, I was looking. I was looking it up, and the last I think ten teams that have started zero and five, the best draft pick they had, or like the worst draft pick, I guess, is the fifth pick in the draft. Everything else has been like four, three, two, or one. Yeah, someone that has. Carolina's first round pick next year. That makes me very excited. We're going to get Caleb Williams, and we're not even going to fucking need him. We're going to yeah. trade that first round pick. Are for we in Ransom. on Justin Fields or not? God. I told you, if he plays like these last two games the rest of the year, I'm all the way in. Uh, also, I just want to shout out Sam Laporta. That guy looks like he's going to be the best tight end in football for the next 10 years. I do have one cold shout out that I don't mention. It's not sexy. Zaire Franklin leads the league in tackles. Yeah, he's, he's been, been really actually good. incredible. He's, he's like a sixth or seventh round pick. He's a great linebacker for us. Yep. Yeah, fine if we're doing one last shout out. Adam Thielen. <laughs> Panthers suck, but he's playing good numbies. And um, yeah, I think that's the end of football. I took a Browns fan to the Colts game with me, um, my future brother-in-law. Those don't exist. And he he was shocked to see Zaire was leading the league in uh, tackles. He was like, huh? I've never even heard of this guy. And, they, and that's Zaire Franklin for you. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the Dame trade. Let's talk about it. So Damian Lillard was traded to the Milwaukee Bucks in a three-team trade that sent uh, – Lillard to Milwaukee and sent Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Tumani Kamara, a 2029 Bucks first and two Bucks pick swaps in 2028 and 2030 to Portland. And then Phoenix got Yusuf Nurkic, Nazir Little, Keon Johnson, Grayson Allen. Uh, so they basically traded DeAndre Ayton for four guys that will be able to play for them off the bench. Which and, is what the Suns needed. And Nurkic is bad, but he'll be their starting center, unfortunately, for them. But, uh, yeah, they just needed a little depth. I'm not sure how much those guys are going to – like how well they're going to do in the playoffs. But in the regular season, you need guys like that to just come in and play for you. Um, Jake, give me – what are you, what were your initial thoughts when – the trade happened of of them moving on from Drew Holiday to bring in Damian Lillard. Well, initial thoughts were hype, but that quickly faded for me because I here's my I guess hot take: the Bucks did not get better in this trade. That's my take I agree. because they lost some depth and they lost some defense. And when it comes down to real ball hours in the playoffs, Dame and he's not going to play any defense. Drew Holiday's the best defender and guard defender in the league. So I think this team is not better. I think. Drew Holiday going to the Celtics really sucks for them, and I don't think the Bucks win next year. I saw I I did not like the trade initially either because I am like I get it that I'm lower on Damian Lillard than probably everybody else that like likes basketball and talks about basketball, and it's not because of Damian Lillard because he's one of the best offensive players I've ever seen, but I think he was like 245th in defensive rating last year in the NBA. Yeah. He's just a negative on defense and the the Giannis Lillard pick and roll on offense is going to be unstoppable they're just gonna have to score 160 points a night to win games I think and I agree I I love Drew Holiday Drew Holiday's one like if you want a winning basketball team you need to have Drew Holiday on your team like Team USA is doing their best to recruit him and there's a reason for that because just the kind of guy he is the culture he brings into a locker room I just think he's probably the most underrated player in the NBA. Um, but 
yeah, I, I kind of agree with you that I don't know if the Bucks necessarily got better, but I understand why they did it because you need to try to keep Giannis in Milwaukee. 100%. And that having Damian Lillard is going to do that over Drew Holiday, unfortunately. Yeah, if this were the Pacers, I would want Damian Lillard if we had a generational right. talent like yeah. Giannis. Yeah. Like, I, get, I totally get it. They made the right move. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know if this brings them closer to another championship. Right. I agree with that. Boston got really good with Drew Holiday too. Mm-hmm. That's and they didn't really give up a whole whole ton for him. I think they gave up a first round pick and Brogdon and someone else for salary cap filler. Can't remember who it is. I oh, it was uh, Time Lord. Oh, Time yeah. Lord. Yeah, yeah. that Time wasn't Lord. filler. That's just that's uh, a big deal. That is a big deal. That's that's uh, I like uh, Portland got a fucking haul for Damian Lillard between all these trades they got. They got all these picks and. DeAndre Ayton and Robert Williams. I don't really know what they're going to do with the both of them. Twin Towers. Twin Towers. I don't know. <laughs> Clog the paint for these. I mean, these... Robert, Robert Williams is going to, you know, have knee problems yeah, halfway 100%. through and then need to sit out 20 games. So yeah. it's yeah. probably for the best. Yeah. Portland's going to be frisky next year. They are. It's and their young cards are going to be a lot of yeah. a lot of fun with Scoot and Anthony Simons. I'll say this and... is just going to keep unlocking Simons. Yeah. Simons. Or is there a way to Little Rascal style trench coat? Robert Williams and DeAndre Ayton, <laughs> where you get DeAndre Ayton's like offensive prowess, and then you get Robert Williams as like the rebounder yeah. defender, but like they like switch who's on top. This, this is, is going to be an old school college team of switching out offense defense after every timeout. It really is. <laughs> this is just Greg Oden holdover. They're like, oh, big guys get hurt. We yeah. need multiple big <laughs> yeah. guys. Um, but yeah, so good good trade for Portland. I'm glad that they didn't give in to Damian Lillard and just trade him to Miami because I think that's bullshit. It is bullshit. I think, you know, he did so much for the city of Portland, and I get that, but that doesn't mean they owe it to you to trade him, trade you to the team you want to go to. That's just not how, like, contracts work. They wouldn't have even you. gotten half of what they got. No. Like, not even half. Tyler Hero would have been the biggest part of the trade, and they don't want Tyler Hero. They no. have Simons and Scoot Henderson. Like, they don't need... Uh, another guard so yeah good for them i was i was happy to see that and emo jimmy butler was really pissed about it the 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 hair he he uh had for media day is something and it's going to be the picture you see all year Uh of him in his emo era so uh let's see that move brings us to sorry i didn't have the Embiid for team usa team usa baby yeah Team USA is going to be, this is going to, I can't wait to watch these Olympics because we were just going to beat everyone by 40. It's going to be the best. Should. 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 But, I mean, LeBron said himself in a during media day, he's like, all I'm going to have to do is kind of rebound and pass the ball to people, and that's really all I'm going to be doing. So, yeah, they're trying to get Drew Holiday. Embiid committed to playing Team USA. Uh, Devin Booker and uh, Kevin Durant, like all these guys have, have committed. So yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for team USA basketball next summer. Is it next summer? Uh, 2024. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be awesome. Uh, did you have any thoughts on the Damian Lillard trade? Sorry. I didn't ask you. No, not no. really. I no. just, I, I, my only thing is that um, I wonder if he's going to be happy in Milwaukee because he wanted to go to Miami so bad. Well, him and Yance have been flirting for yeah. years. They've been wanting to play with each other like right. for years and years now. So he he'll play there. The the clip came out from the All Star draft. Did you see that? Yeah. Of, uh, Giannis drafting Damian Lillard first, and LeBron was like, ah, "I see what you're doing," or whatever. You know, kind of hinted at it. And it's like 
it's crazy like how much that kind of stuff happens during all-star all-star weekend with like these guys talking and like or like even international ball i think some of these guys go play internationally together and like hey we should do that in the nba (laughs) we should try that which is why i think it was a huge awesome thing that halliburton played yeah like we get a guy like ant or something in the future and edwards I hope Halliburton takes one of those last spots in Team USA next summer. I think that would be I think he, he could. He should. He could. Yeah. Him and Reeves, dude. They yeah. were the two, they were the two best. It. They were the two like most important guys to Team USA in the FIBA, FIBA World Cup, for sure. Um, this is just a quick thing, but I watched the Spurs-Thunder game last night. Awesome. Victor Wimbenyama and Chet Holmgren. Those two are fucking aliens. Like They're just two tall, skinny dudes that... Uh, if if Wimbenyama is able to curl off screens and make open threes or make threes the way he was making them last night, the NBA is fucked because he is going to be the best player in the NBA if he's healthy. Also, I will say OKC was frisky last year, and now they got the guy they picked second overall yeah. back. I think OKC could be really good. Yeah, I, I think I, Sacramento takes a step back. OKC takes a step forward. Portland got worse on paper. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Um, look out for OKC. Yeah, I I'm gonna bet Chet Holmgren. Didn't, home grin to win rookie of the year a little blake, blake griffin rookie of the uh, year so yeah <laughs> little blake uh, griffin getting all pissed about it but yep yeah i can I, see it i think i think he's going to be because it comes down to Wimbin yami he's probably going to win rookie of the year if he doesn't get hurt right like 100%. that's just how it's going to happen but uh big if though yeah i was gonna say seven four big guys don't usually play 80 games so i'm uh, granted chet holmgren's also the kind of yeah same, same guy i get that <laughs> but just better odds i guess uh do we want to talk a little Pacers? Oh, 100%. We... I got a hot take. All right, let's 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 talk some Indiana Pacers. You want my hot take right now? Yeah, I want to hear it. Pacers don't make the play-in tournament mm. because we finished top six. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, I, that got me so nervous. I was like, why would you be so <laughs> smug about that? What we finished top six in the East. This Pacers team is better. Halliburton, if he can stay healthy. Remember, he was not healthy right. for the last like 20 games of the season. Matherin's going to take a huge step forward. I think we keep Buddy Heel because we're going to be in the thick of it. And this team's going to be really good. I think uh, McConnell is low-key really good. Nimhard's great. Jairus Walker has been draining threes in the mm-hmm. preseason. You see that? This team's going to be good. Uh, bringing in a guy like Bruce Brown as the fifth, sixth option who played in legitimate minutes in the NBA Finals. Uh, we, this team is so deep. And Neesmith is great. I'm high on Jordan Nora. This team's going to be good. Yeah, the Pacers are just kind of have the same same thing they have last year. Of we just have a lot of depth. And right. There's going to be some good players that don't play. Now, granted, over an 82 game season, all those guys are going to end up playing because of injuries and stuff. But uh, I, I was following along the Pacers preseason game, and uh, Hal Burton wasn't playing, and Nimhard was out. So. Buddy Heald was playing backup point guard for us. Right. Point Buddy was not something I thought I would That's, see happen, but it had to happen because it's the yeah. preseason, whatever. It but. was literally because Halliburton was partying at WWE Fastlane yeah. the night yeah. before. <laughs> Which. That's what he deserves. He to do. deserves. Yeah. And he played basketball. He played basketball. For, yeah. for FIBA. So, yeah. yeah I'm, not talking, I'm not talking crap. I'm just yeah. saying, like, preseason, first preseason game. I, I think their win total is 38 and a half. Is that what we yes. saw? I yeah. It was, yeah. We're winning I, more than that. I think we're going to win 38 Easy. and a half games. Hammer that over. Yep. And uh, I think I think plus 118 is good value for playing tournament for for the Pacers. So, uh, what are your thoughts on the Pacers? Uh, what's your what's your excitement level? One to ten? Uh, nine. Yeah. Me Where too. it's 
you know, a lot of the roster is the exact same as last year, and then we added a couple more fun, exciting guys, Bruce Brown, Obi Toppin, where everybody's just going to be a year better, a year older, more experienced, and the cohesiveness of the unit, because there wasn't a huge Mm -hmm. roster turnaround, just adding a couple better pieces, obviously, so... Even even if they aren't great, it's going to be a fun team to they watch. They are going to be a fun team to watch. Because they already were pretty fun last year. Yeah, they so. were. And here's the thing. Depth is going to breed competition, and competition is going to bring out the best out of these young players. Between the jam that we have at four, Obi Toppin, um, you have Isaiah Jackson. Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith. Um, Miles, throw Miles Daniel in there. Jordan Warrow was playing four minutes. Daniel Tice, who was came, come off a gold medal yeah. in FIBA. He was awesome. He was so good. I mean... This team, this competition is going to make these guys better and better. I think this is going to be a career year for Obi Toppin. He's this is a contract year for him. He's going to have every opportunity to play starting small or power forward for the Pacers. And if he is able to stay healthy and hit the open threes that he's going to have, he's going to be in a really good spot. And the runouts, how athletic this team is with Hal Burton and him, are going to be incredible. He's, he's and Jarris Walker. I, Walker. Like, if there was an over-under for finished alley-oops in a game for Obi yeah. Toppin, it, it would be at like three and a half right. every night. Yeah, Because, yeah, the runouts and Halliburton's vision and passing, yeah. it's just going to happen a lot. And you know who I've been, and it's preseason and training camp and like whatever, so like none of this really matters, but someone that has stood out to me is Ben Shepard. That yeah. dude can stroke it. Yeah, hundred percent. That ha- he has a beautiful shot. Like it's like when you want to teach a kid how to shoot a basketball, you want Ben Shepard's and shot. That's and exactly what you want from a late first round yep. pick. Somebody who's gonna be able to play minutes and knock down shots yep. that you need. And he plays pretty good defense. And yeah, he's he's gonna be a guy that won't play at the start of the season. But he's literally the fifteenth man on this yeah, roster. But he'll <laughs> earn minutes yep. and get in the rotation by season's end. I think he's going to be a very good player. Beautiful. Um, Man, we're getting close to an hour. Do we want to just skip baseball? Uh, we're on to college football. Give me okay. give me okay. your quick – Give me your. Yeah, quick we can go through college, college football yeah, and baseball fast. Yeah, we're, the rest of this we're going to run through pretty quick. Okay. Uh, give us your, your thoughts on the Miami meltdown. Mario Cristobal can choke on one. <laughs> I – so I tell, do, tell the people what happened. I do this thing where I take the super favorites, like the heavy, heavy favorites. We're, We're talking, talking like minus five hundreds and like better, um, and just parlay them because oh that team should kick that team's ass kind of thing. Sure. And so it was an eight leg parlay, and that was the last game. That's where we should stop as an eight game parlay. <laughs> okay, but it it's easy. There's sure. it's all these huge huge odds. It's worked the first few times I've done it, so it's obviously supposed to work every time. All they had to do was kneel the ball. And if they just kneeled the ball, then that would have hit I would be about 60 to 70 dollars richer and we would be a lot happier right now. Yeah. I cannot understand how you are a head coach at that level and you make that mistake. And it's not even like, oh, I see what he was thinking as it was happening. The broadcasters were calling out, like, I don't know what he's doing right now running the ball. So traditionally, Mario Cristobal has never been a guy that likes to kneel for whatever reason. That's just kind of been his thing. So it's not super This isn't me playing Madden trying to pad stats. I get that. But I'm just saying, like, it's not super surprising that they did this because he's been doing this his entire career. But... Yeah, you I <laughs> I didn't stay up and watch the game, but I watched the clip the next morning and it's one of the crazier things I've seen on the college football field. Dumb. Dumb. And then they still had to go like 75 yards yeah. and then the defense did everything game. wrong yeah. for three plays yeah. and blew it. Yeah. So 
Yep, that was tough. Mario Ter- Cristobal is on the shit list. Okay. All right. I like that. I got a question for you, Parsons. Yes, sir. Transition. How mad are you that Notre Dame lost right before you're going to go see Dude, him play I, USC? I am upset because... It would have been an even bigger game. I'm going to USC Notre Dame this weekend with, uh, with our buddy Steve, who's been on the show. And... This game had the potential to be the most watched game in like college football history if Notre Dame and USC were both undefeated going into this. Well, Notre Dame had one loss before. They have two losses now. I know, but like oh, just yeah, saying, pre-season. like if they went yeah. if they went into it undefeated, but uh, dude, they just got they were just they were Louisville was better than them on all three facets of the game. Louisville, Louisville, sorry. <laughs> Um, it, it does help that I mean that was Louisville Super Bowl. Yeah, hundred you know? percent. But it it doesn't take any way any excitement away from this weekend's game because no. I think it's still going to be an awesome game. And Notre Dame's favored. Yeah, it's going to be take the over. What's the over in this game? Sixty three. Yep, take the over. Um, that's what I'll be betting at least. But I am very excited about it. And I Caleb Williams is just he's the best college football player I've seen in quite some time. Like it's crazy. The kind of throw he had a bad game last week and still had like a good game for most people's standards. You know, a bad game for him is just different. And uh, a lot of it was overtime stats, but I I get it, but they won the game. Right. Uh, That USC defense is atrocious. They can't stop anyone. So Sam Hartman's going to be able to ball out this weekend. Uh, And then Texas, Oklahoma, Texas Sarkeesian just, Fuck that game with how he he called it, settling for the field goal and then giving Oklahoma a chance to come back and they were just playing prevent defense on that last drive. It's like what are we doing? Dylan Gabriel made some throws and Texas should have won that game, but you know, good for Oklahoma. I'm not going to read the schedule, but I hope you're ready for Oklahoma in the playoff because their schedule is cake now. Yeah, well, it comes down to the Big 12 championship game, right? They're yeah, going to have a rematch against Texas. Let's say Oklahoma loses to Texas by one. It's, still, it's probably still Oklahoma. It right? depends on what the other playoff right. teams are, right. right? But you're right. Like Oklahoma is in the driver's seat for a This happened with TCU right last now. year. Yeah, 100%. So uh, that's about all I had for college football. Uh, Let's do baseball real quick. Yeah, we'll, we'll just hit because, on baseball things. Yeah. <laughs> Kershaw is cooked. Oh, cooked, cooked. Like, he, playoff Kershaw was back. He gave up six runs in one, one, third. He, one third of an Got inning. Got one out. Uh, the Diamondbacks are up 2-0 on the Dodgers. I think Jake said before the podcast that that's who he's pulling for to win the World Series. Well, yeah, I, I said Rangers, and I still am pretty confident with my pick, but I'm just rooting, as a fan, I'm rooting for the Diamondbacks. Yeah, so. the Diamondbacks would be a good story. But yeah, that'd be a great story. I can't believe Evan Longoria is still playing baseball. That's so cool. I yeah, love that. I didn't yeah. know he was on that team until yeah. now. Yeah. So, and then the Rangers are up 3-0 now? Or 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. They're going the back to Texas. They won both in Baltimore. Right. Baltimore, 102-win team. I think they play tonight, actually. I yeah, think game two. three is tonight. Um, and then the Phillies blowing game one of the NLDS game two. last night. Game they two. won game Sorry. one. Yeah, my apologies. Game two. On They were up 4 nothing, And then the Braves' bats just woke up. Mm-hmm. Austin Riley with a home run. And then Bryce Harper getting doubled off That's at the end of the game. Just one of the crazier double plays you'll ever see. Just couldn't happen to a better city, man. It's crazy. <laughs> there it is. You just hate There's to see the that. Hate. There's the hate. Um, have you guys seen the story about this Japanese high school baseball player? Saw the headline of it. Uh, fuck, what's I his had, name? I did not see this. He is... He's like the next Shohei, right? Uh, but he's coming over as a high schooler? 
Yeah, so he's going to play college baseball next year. Where? Uh, they're saying that it is going to be Vanderbilt is, is the favorite. <laughs> okay. His name is Ren, Rentario Sasaki. He had 140 home runs in high school. Oh. Here's some quick trivia for you. Who, what is the high school, USA high school home run record, you think? Uh, I would say... The most home runs in high school? Yeah. I would say... 81. Yeah, I was going to say about 80. Yeah, 75 oh, okay. is the record. So the fact that he's doubled that in his high school career is fucking incredible. I can't wait. Andy actually sent me the story uh, today. I didn't see it until he sent it to me. But Shout out Andy. Shout out Andy. I think we might have to go to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt in Nashville. Vanderbilt baseball and the Honky Tonks. Go watch I'm this in. kid play. Yeah, I think I'm that'd in. be fun. I've never been in Nashville. I want to go. Yeah. So uh, I'm very excited to, to. He's six foot. He's six feet, 250 pounds, first baseman. They call him the Japanese Prince Fielder. Wait, he's six foot? Yeah. And 250? Yeah. Oh my God. That's a hoss. He's a big fella. He's that's a big a, boy. And I think he's 17. I was going to say something real messed up. I'm not going to. That's crazy. That's, I'm glad that you didn't say it. Um, so yeah. So it's. it's it's crazy. So, yeah, he's going to be in college baseball and going to be in the States and going to go through the draft and do that whole process. So that's cool to see. Uh, really quick, NHL starts tonight. Go Blues. Give me give me your Stanley Cup winner. Uh, Maple Leafs. I did two seconds of research. I don't watch hockey. Yeah, I was going to say, we're just, we're just... Go Toronto. <laughs> yeah, we're just, we're just going to... I was going to say, none of us are big, like... I will yeah. say, I do think it would be cool to see Matthews get one, and it'd be cool to see the city of Toronto get one because they haven't had any playoff success in a long, long, long time. I do know that. I do know a little hockey yeah. talk. Not much. But I, I am that. rooting for the Edmonton Oilers. I want to see Connor McDavid win a cup. That's my pick. That would be a good one. Yeah. Who won last year? Vegas. Yeah. Yep. That was fun. That was good. I don't think they repeat. Uh, the Lightning are kind of, I don't know, those guys to me are getting a little bit older. Is Maroon still on the Lightning? I believe so. Yeah. Last I checked, maybe yeah. not now. I didn't pay attention to the offseason enough, but um, I could pull for the Oilers too. Yeah, That's I just fine. think it would be fun to, cool see. to see McDavid get one. Yeah, like he he's unbelievable, and I'm excited to see what Connor Bedard does with the Blackhawks. Um, do you guys so want good. the FanDuel odds just real quick? Top five? Yeah, sure. Colorado, mm-hmm. Carolina, Edmonton, New Jersey, and Toronto. Okay, New Jersey was in the final last year, right? Versus, no, it's the Panthers, right? Florida Panthers had a run. Yeah, but New Jersey maybe was in the Eastern Conference, Conference Finals. Maybe. Yeah, the Devils were pretty good last year. Yeah, so that was talking hockey. Yeah, because Frank the Tank was hockey. Frank the Tank was at all the games yeah. going wild. The Blues, um, realistically, I want a winning season. Yeah, well, at the end of last year, the we're trade deadline they gave up. It was send everybody good away, and I just want to. I want to get just to get back to some good hockey. I like it. You know, this is the year I'm getting into the Blues. I All promise. Right. Let's go. Do Let's do it. Ben, do you have a pick for us? Kings. Oh, wow, wow! Big market. Ben. The the only reason I John so quick someone I knew in high school worked for the hat company Lids. Uh-huh. He put the little button oh, yeah. buttons on the tops of the hats. Yeah. And he gave me a free hat, and it was an LA Kings hat. All right, so go Kings, go Kings. All right, I like that. Shout out, uh, Larry Dawson. Yeah, government names. Shout out. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, Saban, I love hearing you talk about these shows because I think it's so funny with the way you talk <laughs> about them. Why? I. It's just like, I, I don't know you. 
I I started watching the show because I believe these people were going to fall in love, and I get that that's not the you know that's not happening. Oh, now. just the scope of how yeah, I view right how yeah. ridiculous these yeah. humans are, and okay. I I just love hearing your perspective of it. That's that's fair. Um, let's start with probably the most awkward. Uh, 10 minutes in bachelor in paradise history maybe the hannah brown bonfire that was insane yeah that was so weird and terrible so out of pocket just to like ask questions to like hey i'm literally only asking you to say something really mean to somebody else like so hannah brown came down and everyone thought she was there to date people can we turn a light i was like jake you want to get the top it's it's getting dark in here again the moods thank you it's coming um hannah brown came down with the date card everyone thought she was there to date she's happily engaged now so congratulations to her but she did invite the entire beach to a bonfire. It was basically a roast session. To ask the burning questions. Yeah. And she fucking let it rip. She was asking everyone about every single relationship. And then if you're in like a thing with somebody, she's like, if it wasn't this person, who would you want to be with? Oh, no. And people were so open honest. about it. They were They so were just honest. straight up like, yeah, you know how I've been hanging out exclusively with this one person since we got here? I'm going to give you two or three other people I would love to see. Yeah. And everybody was like, yo, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Which I like that they were honest, but I felt so bad for them. Just like, it just sucks. They just, it just puts them in a bad spot. Well, the worst was, if you've been watching this Olivia Kylie, is that her name? Olivia Kylie rivalry, which has been a fucking mess. And I could talk all day about just that. But then straight up, Hannah Brown says, Olivia, if you could send one person home to make (laughs) your life easier, who would it be? Oof. Kylie, just so quick, so direct. And it was like, yo, like, what the hell? Like, you still got to live in the same space as this person. Like, you can't say that. Yeah. I I like that she said it, but yeah, it was, it was tough. So that was, that was unfortunate for them. Avon comes down to the beach, who was from uh, Michelle season, I believe, maybe, or Rachel and Gabby season. One of the two. I can't remember that it's all mush in my head but he was a hot commodity coming into the beach he was like the guy that a lot of people wanted to meet and including kylie who stole will from olivia and was already getting herself booed up yep kylie was with with will and then avon comes down avon asks her on a date she can't wait to ditch will and will Will needs fucking therapy. Is Will okay, man? I Will, if you're listening to this, dude, you're my dog. I, you know, whatever. But, bro, you need to talk to somebody it's, about your it's issues. It's not funny, but, like... We could all use a little therapy in our lives. This dude like, needs okay, a lot of this, therapy. So, if... Because you didn't watch? Not yet. I'm going to catch up, I promise. So, I Will uh, ended up on the date with Kylie. Yep. They were together. Yep. Avon shows up. Kylie goes on the date with Avon and it comes to light that Kylie was waiting for Avon all along. Right. So she left Will in a second yep. and he was not, he was not happy. He was already like all in his feels. He was a sad boy. He said he was falling in love already and after two days. So then when Shout it gets to the rose ceremony, the guys have the roses this week. And so all the girls who aren't already booed up are just really sucking up to all the guys yeah. who like don't have one. So there's Will who had his girl leave him. So nobody knows where his is going. And then Pete. Peter. And we can get to that in a second because yeah, that, that got messy. Yeah. Um, but well, it's on the list. Will is literally sitting there and this girl Mercedes shows up and she just is like, oh, Will, you're such a sweet guy. And I love... 
like that you're so sweet and like so nice and all this. And she's obviously doing this just to be able to stay on the beach. Yep. Like she has no actual interest and in business with this guy. He starts crying and saying how great it feels to be chosen and wanted. And it was like, yo, dude, are you okay? Like He's I not. don't think I don't think you've talked to this girl at all. No. And she just acknowledges that you're a nice and sweet person. And that brings you to tears. Like you you need some help. Yeah. It just sounds that's like not, that's not a normal reaction to Sounds that. like high school. That's Something yeah, I would have done in high school, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, and this dude's 30 years old. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we'll need some help. But, uh, yeah, he gives his rose to Mercedes. And then, so that leaves us with one rose to go. Uh, Peter. Pilot Peter 2.0. Uh, oh, I thought it was actually Pilot Pete. I was like, holy crap. No, he's a pilot named Pete. So, Pilot oh, Pete He's 2. a wannabe. He's a wannabe. Um, he kind of sucks. <laughs> he does suck. Pilot Pete fumbled the bag with Hannah Ann. Facts. Facts. She won. And about every other girl on his season, but you know, we won't talk about that. Uh, so Sam, friend of the program, Sam caused the first guy fight of the season, which is great. She not didn't cause, cause, not cause like, she it, didn't cause, but shit. it was, it was around. She was her. involved yeah. in the first. Guy. So she, yes. she's with Aaron F's and is pretty like booed up with him at this point. And Pete decides to come in and start talking to Sam for God knows whatever reason. Uh, and, and this is Pete trying to figure out who's getting his rose because right. he doesn't have somebody. So all of the other women who aren't booed up are actively trying to get him to like them right. to get his rose. And he decides, let me go talk to Sam, who's yeah. already with somebody. Was Aaron S on Gabby season? Uh, maybe no charity. I think it's or like, charity. Sorry, that's what yeah, I meant. Charity. Season. He he sucked. Yeah, Dude, yeah. I, I okay, I was I wasn't gonna say it because Sam's a friend of the program, but I was like, I think he kind of sucks. Yeah, oh, he, he sucked. sucked on charities. I, I haven't watched him in BIP yet, but anyways, he continue. Yeah, so Peter, our boy Peter, likes to use the word mature a lot. He kept saying mature, uh, describing Sam as mature and her, uh, you know, how she carries herself. And he went up to Sam and Aaron when they were having a conversation and asked if he could pull Sam. Sam, honestly, this is one of the first I've seen. So shout out her. She was like, "Let me finish my conversation with yeah, this guy." I don't guy. think I've ever seen that either. Which so is awesome. She's she's just the real. She's the real one. Yeah. Uh, she's like, "Let me finish this conversation, then I'll come talk to you." She's talking to Aaron, and Peter, for whatever goddamn reason, just starts break dancing behind these two, where Aaron can see, Aaron can see him, but Sam can't, and then he brings it to her attention. And I thought it was the opposite. I thought or Sam maybe maybe that's what it yeah, was. Sam yeah, was yeah, facing yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron you're right. Wasn't looking. You're and then he turned around. Right? And was like, "What the hell's going on?" Yeah. And then uh, yeah. So he he did some shit that like a 17 year old would do to try to like get a girl's attention in high school. Is like, let me do something goofy and funny, and they'll like that. But unfortunately, we're in our 30s now. <laughs> that shit doesn't fly anymore, Pete. Uh, so yeah. So that happened. Pete goes to talk to Sam. And basically just shit talks Aaron S. the entire time, saying he's immature and blah, 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 and you want someone that's mature and all this stuff. Yeah. If you want somebody who's mature like you, is Aaron S. really who you want? Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So, and then Aaron S. called him out for his bullshit and, you know, all that stuff. But, yeah, it was was the first guy fight of the season around Sam, which is, which is funny. I've never understood these guys that just can't keep other guys' names out their mouth. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, I never uh, understood in, that. In the history of these shows, talking shit about someone else does it, not work. Yeah, it's just insane that you think that's going to help your yeah. situation. Yeah, right? talk like, about you, dude. You're trying to develop if, if a relationship. If you're going to talk shit about somebody else, you already lost. Yeah. Like, you, you're already done. You're cooked. Yeah. And, and that's usually, yeah, it's usually people that are cooked and right. they know they're cooked. 100%. <laughs> and I will say, uh, Aaron S, Aaron S, or not Aaron S, Aaron B? B, yeah, he was he was kind of trying to figure out between two girls, Eliza and... Uh, Mercedes. Mercedes, yeah. And he ended up going with Eliza, so it looks like that's a pretty strong connection. He was all right on Charity Season. I didn't and That him. was a mess, too. Eliza. I didn't like him on Charity Season. Eliza, he was just like, eh. Yeah, apparently went through this last year. I didn't watch last yeah. year, but she immediately was like, "Not again, another love she was triangle." In, yeah, that last season with Eliza. Was I think wild. maybe her and Will need to be together. Yeah, because they were both pretty, pretty easily uh, over the emotional capacity yeah. that hundred <laughs> percent that caused them to kind of kind of tip. Then, um, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, are you still going? I, I just have a question: Is Will still? Is he married to uh, that actress yeah. now? Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, I love Wells. Yeah, he's Great the guy. best. Ben, what are your thoughts on the season? Because I know you've you've watched it more than probably all, not more, but you've you've tuned in. Ben's more invested. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. This season, I'm like, I feel like it's more so we're watching for Sam. Sure, it's like every season gets a little bit pettier, a little bit more like high school drama, oh, and yeah? it's just like I become. I feel like I just become more and more far removed from that. Like. I love reality TV and like trash TV. Don't get me wrong, but like, just like you know the the Will stuff, like stuff like that. Like as that comes up, I I'm just kind of I'm just a real person. Yeah, I'm just like eh, like these are real people. So yeah. I don't. You don't know. think they're hamming it up for TV at all? I don't think Will is. Oh, dude. Will, dude, like you can't fake what he was no. doing. Like that, it was so you'll so watch raw the and be like, so yeah, real. I just he's just not okay. Yeah. Um, um, and on the preview, uh, it's going to happen to Brayden next week. Yeah. Brayden's about to get fucked. Yeah. And also in the preview, Brayden sucks. We are going to be getting the, the infamous, uh, poop baby episode from, from Sam. Looks like it's coming. So. But is this one of those things like Colton jumping over the gate where like it, they, it keeps seeming like it's going to be oh, the next week. Wasn't that wild that they just not kept the teasing that same clip? You have to wait like three months. Yeah. I don't know. However long it took. Yeah. Uh, no, I you're think not going to gotch me, Bachelor I, producers. I've seen this before. I think I think it's going to happen next week. So I'm excited to see how how all that plays out for our girl Sam. Uh, that's all I have for Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, Big Brother is going to be super quick. Super quick. I really wasn't going to bring anything up except oh. I just want to shout out Bowie Jane for finally joining the game. I got a shout out too. When, Love it. Wins wins her first HOH. Mm-hmm. It's the first time that she's. One on accident. She said she didn't want to win, which is insane <laughs> which is to me. crazy, but I don't know how you... Yeah, well, Felicia's guess was just really bad, but she's not good at the game either. So uh, she put up Felicia and Suri, and that's where we are at right now. But I just want to shout out Bowie Jane. Uh, my shout out is uh, Cameron. He's 100% my favorite player now. He's awesome. He's played the game so well. He won't win, but he's awesome. He's putting himself in a position where he could win, though. He's putting himself in a position where he might go down as one of the best players of all time. Yeah, 100%. Especially if he did win. Yeah, I agree with you. So... That's that. All right. Let's do a little, yeah, a little fun stuff real quick. Fuck off, Saban. Let's do Are You Smarter Than a First Grader? All right. Um, the, the way it just happened to work, because, again, I'm not 
pulling random things to try to gotcha anybody. These are legitimate things that I have taught and the kids in my classroom I would hate know this segment. from the last week or two. Okay. So this isn't anything crazy. I'm not pulling to try to gotcha anybody. This week is going to be, um, you can kind of work together. It's kind of like a, kind of like a team answer I love this. where I'm looking for a list of a few things and I just need to hear okay. it from Perfect. the group. So is that helpful for yeah, you? That makes me feel much better. Okay. Team player. It's a group I'm about, project. I'm about to jump on the back. <laughs> Group project. The me, parson of the guy doesn't do anything, shows up, gets an A. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, <clears throat> books. Any book has an author, and there is always an author's purpose. And you have three choices for the author's purpose of writing the book. What are the three choices oh my God. for the author's purpose? Okay. Money. So, for kids' books, it's going to be educate, obviously. Yeah. Um, Okay, the official word is inform, but I'll give it to you. Inform, okay. right? Inform, inform is one of them. Uh, entertain, entertainment. Entertain is number two. Pushing political agendas. Oh Jesus Christ! Honestly, um, not too far off from what it actually is. Oh, okay. So just like world issues, world affairs, like no. Um. So inform, inform, entertain, inform, entertain. And persuade. It is oh, persuade. Jam. Look at these guys. Inform, entertain. My political persuade. agenda wasn't that far. <laughs> far that's off. why I said, if it's a political agenda, you're trying to persuade people to think the way you're thinking. Yeah. So that's why I said, not too bad. Look at you boys yeah. working together. Okay. So author's purpose, entertain, inform, persuade. Well done. And just one more. Okay. And this is a science related question. Oh, okay. no. Okay. Science is cool, <laughs> science rules. A habitat, a place where an animal lives, natural selection, needs to have four things to be considered a habitat for that animal. What are the four things that make a habitat a habitat? It has to have food. Four things. Yeah, food is one. Nutrients. Um, Shelter. Shelter. Mm. Water. Water. Uh, All right, Ben. Let the other guys participate. I said food first. Okay. So food counts for me. Food, That's one point. For water, me. shelter, and one more. Um, I wonder what people listening right now are like shouting in their cars. Yeah, it's the same. They're like making guesses. The answer, dumbass. It's this. What's the Jake's I wife? Apparently. I don't know yeah. the word I'm looking for, but like, what's like, um, like a, a human would hang a painting to like make their home like. I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Ah. Uh, I don't think we got it. What is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Food, water, shelter, and space. Uh, okay. To have an area yeah, was, for you yeah. to dwell that in. That makes sense. Yep. Okay. All right. Good teamwork. Great like teamwork. That. That's good. Next week, I'll try to go back to individual stuff. All right. Fuck you, man. <laughs> uh, I just want to do one question because <coughs> Jake Parsons, my brother, asked me this directly, and I think it's a pretty interesting one. Uh, hold on. I'm trying to find the text. Does Jake still hate me, by the way, while you're um, looking for this? I don't think so. I what think was it? I messed up the geography one time, and then... yeah, I think I think you don't you guys don't have beef anymore. Okay, good. Which is good. Me and him are going to a Burt Kreischer show uh, on November sixteenth in Cincinnati. I'm very excited about that. Uh, also, speaking of comedy, I watched the Shane Gillis oh, documentary me too. or doc, uh, stand up special. Yeah, and it was so fucking. He funny. is so funny. I could not recommend it more. Mm-hmm. If you want to laugh for an hour, watch this. I think it's called Beautiful Dogs. Yep. The, um, the Down syndrome stuff is the funniest jokes I've ever so heard in my funny. life. It's so good. That doesn't sound very it good. It is. It is, though. He has family with Down syndrome and stuff, and he talks about it. 
saying if you don't know, it just yeah, right, right. Yeah, I had a, yeah, I should have explained that. Yeah, <laughs> Down syndrome's funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, this is a hypothetical. Do you think if Taylor Swift ran a serious campaign campaign as a third party independent in twenty twenty four, does she beat Trump and Biden? Yes. I know she can't. She's not thirty five. But if she actually did, do you think she would get enough votes over Trump and Biden? Yes. You think so? I really 100%. I do. think it would be close. Yeah. If Donald Trump is our fucking president, then fucking anyone can be president. Mm-hmm. Not to talk politics, but you know. Uh, yeah. So I thought that was an interesting hypothetical. Like, I think she could get enough Swifties to vote. I just her. think there's enough people fed up with all the old men yeah. in charge of everything well, that. One of so one of the I don't want to get too political on the show, but one Let's of the things it. that Trump ran on was he was like, I am not these guys that have been in politics for 40 years yeah. like these other guys vote for me and I'll go in and fix it. Yeah. I think a lot of people are at least galvanized by that idea. Right. I would agree with that. We've mentioned it before. Just all those all these people are too old to be in charge of things. Yeah. So get them out. I agree with that. All right, boys, that uh, that's about all I have for this episode. Unless there's anything else you want to get off your chest. No, nope. no, no, no scorching hot takes. Okay. Screw you, takes. That was a good one. Well, that about wraps us up for episode 31 of the Second Year Podcast. I really appreciate everyone listening. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter. and Watch out for our touchdown parlay. And then watch out for the touchdown parlay. And follow us on Spotify, rate five stars, all that jazz. And we will be back next week with more scorching hot takes. But until then, happy birthday, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Go fast. Yeah. Raise hell, praise Dave. Woo!